buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. Welcome to The Sales Hustle, the only no BS podcast where we bring you the real, raw, uncut experiences from sales change makers across various industries. The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by SalesCast. SalesCast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. What is happening, sales hustlers? Welcome to another episode. Today I've got Scott Ballard, and we're going to be talking about some interesting things for sellers to be more confident uh, and be more successful in sales. But first, we need to figure out who's the most important person that they need to sell before they can do that and what it takes to kind of get to that place. Scott, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm great, and it's great to be on with you, Colin. I'm excited about this. Fantastic. Uh, we were just riffing and having a lot of fun. And I can tell you're fired up about this topic. Um, and I said, wait, we got to stop here. We got to get going. We got to hit record before uh, we cover too much of the good stuff and the sales hustlers don't um, get it. So before we jump into these topics that I know you're super passionate about, just give us the short version of your story, like, you know, where it all started and kind of, you know, how you got to the, the type of work that you're doing today. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate that. Yeah. My story started in first grade. Um, um, and I know that sounds strange to be on a, on a podcast to talk about, it, but it started in first grade. And I discovered at that point uh, that I was severely dyslectic. And so school was a struggle for me mm. and um, it never was going to be my way forward. Um, but in light of that, what I discovered was I had kind of like a superpower. I developed a superpower to see the genius, the greatness in other people because I couldn't see it myself, Colin. Mm. Like, you know, like I had this blind spot because everybody told me you're never going to be anything but a janitor. You're a loser. Like my wow. teachers, all these authority people. Luckily, my parents were like the most positive, supportive people, but everybody else was telling me that. And, and so I but I developed this ability to see abilities in other people and then encourage them and bring out the best of them. And as I did that, Colin, uh, it didn't really help me a lot in school, but I did really well in sports. And then uh, in sixth grade, I had a teacher that turned our classroom into a business to teach us all about math, the stock market history, all this kind of stuff. And he gave each one of us a business and fifty dollars monopoly money. And the whole year, we we did business as a way to learn. Well, I started the year with one business and $50. And at the end of the year, I owned all the businesses, and I had most of the money in the whole classroom. Now, I was an <laughs> F student. I was an F student. But I knew about business made sense to me, and I knew how to sell. I knew how to work a deal 
And this mm. is an ability I had. It didn't fit into school real well, but it fit into that. And so that kind of started my business career. And so when I got out of high school after 13 years, because I had to do first grade twice. So mm. failure is my greatest teacher. Um, I just started doing businesses and I failed because I didn't I didn't understand all the knowledge around business, but I understood how to fail and how to learn and how to go forward. And what I learned most important was the lies that I had believed that people of authority had told me, Colin, through the years. I had to deal with those and replace them with a new identity. The truth was that I'm a really gifted salesperson and I'm a really gifted entrepreneur. And mm. once I got that straight, I went from poverty, absolute $100,000 in debt, $200 rental home with a wife and three kids to making millions of dollars. Mm. Okay. Once okay, so I let's, got, let's once stop I there for myself. Yeah, let's 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 stop there for one second. So, how long were you carrying around those those beliefs that other people that didn't believe in you instilled in you? Yeah, I I I, I was carrying them around and dealing with them for about thirty four years. Right. And how much do you think that cost you? Oh well, now I look back, it's millions. <clears throat> like literally, it's millions. Because if if I would have been able to had somebody help me, even as a little kid, seven, eight, nine, ten years of age, realize, yeah. okay, that's a lie. You actually have all these kind of and, and I could have exchanged that at that point for the truth of who I am, my real identity, the best version of myself. Yeah, it's millions. Mm. All right. So listen to that, sales hustlers, because if you're carrying around any sort of belief that somebody else has instilled in you, it's really holding you back from your full potential. And think about that for a second. You know, what Scott just said is like that cost him millions of dollars. He was not able to be his best version of himself. He didn't fully believe in himself to be successful because of the crap that other people had told him. And, you know, this is common for a lot of people um, and you know Scott and I were kind of talking about like hey what do we want to talk about today on this episode and you know the the idea that like the most important person that you're ever going to sell yeah. is you and you can't be success successful in selling others until you're successful in selling yourself on yourself I sell myself. I was just telling Colin this, so this is the, the audience. So I do this every morning on myself still at 61 <laughs> because I realize it's easy to be influenced by the lie because our whole culture is telling you you're not worthy. You're not yeah. the perfect Instagram. You don't have the yeah. perfect life, blah, blah, blah. And we're comparing ourselves. And mm. so if you don't do something about that on a daily basis, you slowly sleep back in, slip back into the lie. And that's not the best version. Yeah. I love that you said comparing yourselves, too, because, I mean, social media makes oh. it very easy for you to fall into that trap of measuring your success versus somebody else's, which is typically an unrealistic you don't have the full picture there. And a lot of times what you see is not even all of the facts, right? And so you're comparing yourself to something that's not reality. And that's just feeling that, hey, not good enough, not worthy. I don't deserve this. I'm not going to close that deal. I'm not going to hit my quota. I'm going to lose this job. All of these things and all of those, all of those negative thoughts and self-talk that you're putting out there do become reality because that's the energy that you're putting out. 
Yeah, I, I call it, you know, when, when I take on a client, one of the things I do is I put them on a starvation diet. Okay, that's a shocker, right? So what I say is we're going to starve the fear. And where I start with the starve the fear diet is you turn social media off. Like Ooh. you're restricted by me as your coach, no social media. And all we're going to do is reprogram the lie to the truth. And we're going to reinforce and build that up. Hopefully you allow them to listen to podcasts. Yes, yes, but I'm talking about, <laughs> but I'm talking about the visual picture, which yeah. is the worst comparison in the world because it's all photoshopped. It's all it's not real. Like yeah. I know some of these people. Some of these people are my clients, and I'm looking at the stuff, and I'm like, that's not even true. They don't yeah. live in that house. Yeah. It's an Airbnb. They rented the Lamborghini. (laughs) Yeah, that helicopter, that's at Santa Monica Airport or whatever. And that's just a picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, come on. All right. So, so how does this? So, I mean, it sounds like the number one thing of that's that that you're you one of the um, i don't know about the number one thing let's say one of the biggest things that fuels this not good enough not worthy in this kind of comparison is 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 social media and so one of the first things is like reprogramming and turning that off and stop comparing yourself to others right right Right. and 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 when you do that uh, you know comparison i think eleanor roosevelt said this comparison is a thief of our joy like comparing myself to anybody else is that, that is I am unique. Eight billion people on the planet. There is only one me and there is only one me. That's the best version that can be and do all that I'm supposed to do. That's where we do all of our work is to get people shifted from this part, the, the negative part to the truth of what that is, the best version of themselves. And when that happens, all of life kind of falls together. Yeah. And then the idea of comparing yourself to others is just why ridiculous, right? You don't compare anymore. Now you celebrate. So when I meet Colin, when I'm with Colin, I'm like, it's, this is what I love. I see the genius in him because I'm confident of the genius in me. I'm, Mm. I'm good with who I am. I have true, what people call self-confidence is healthy. Like, I'm not threatened by Colin being this sharp, great guy that's great on podcast. All these things that, you know, he's a family guy. He's got all this stuff going on. I'm not threatened. I celebrate. I go, Colin, man, go. You can do this. You can even, there's more for you. Yeah. And this is really common among salespeople too, right? Because salespeople are super competitive by nature a lot of times. And then, you know, a lot of stuff is right there in their face, right? Like, why can't I be, you know, president's club? Why can't I be number one on the leaderboard? Why can't, you know, so it's even, you know, even happens among sales teams where there's sort of, you know, some animosity because they're comparing yourselves to each other in there, which is feeling that sort of negative self-talk to not achieve those goals and be the best version of yourself. And it just creates a cycle of what I call, what we teach our people, a cycle of insecurity. You have to break that cycle, Mm -hmm. right? And that cycle begins by breaking. and, And, you know, I take people back, Colin, to when they first felt and remembered that lie being given to them, being received by them putting it on like a coat. Like I take them back there and go, okay, what was happening? Yeah. And now that you can look back and now that we can, we can see it honestly, 
is, do you believe that's true? And everybody's like in tears. They're like, no, that's not true. My coach didn't know. Like he didn't know that's not true. And okay, so what's the opposite of that? That's the truth. And so how do we put that in and replace that for you now? I mean, how do you how do you get rid of some beliefs like that that you've been carrying around for maybe decades? Yeah, it, it's work, it's effort, but it's also amazing because when you identify the lie, the truth becomes obvious. Hmm. Like because the truth is the opposite of the lie, so so it becomes obvious to people that are like, oh my gosh, my my mom said that to me you know, 22 years ago, and I'm still carrying around, I'm going to, I'm going to let go of that and I'm going to replace it. So we, we have to overcompensate. It's like reprogramming. We have to write the program in your mind, your heart, your soul. We have to reprogram that to what the truth is and align that to that. And that takes time, that takes Mm -hmm. effort, and it takes real discipline. The beauty of salespeople is, they already know what hard work and discipline and long-term sacrifice is about. That's why I love to work with them because they get it. Once they have the aha moment, they go, oh, that's one of the things holding me back. Then they know, oh, the return will be for a lifetime. The return mm. is for a lifetime. Yeah. So now uh, I'm just I'm just curious. There's maybe some people that, you know, you, you talk about these sort of things and there might be some, you know, sales hustlers listening in and they're like, yeah, I get it. You know, that resonates with me. But then there might be some other camp of folks that are like, don't even know that this is what's actually going on. They're just, you know, life is tough. They're not hitting their goals. They're not getting the level of success they feel that they should be. And they have no idea that this is what is contributing to that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, so my question to those people, and when I get those calls and I go on to those conversations, those first conversations, I ask them, I like, where is, where is your mind? When I say fear, doubt, and uncertainty, mm. what does that make you think about? <clears throat> so I'll get somebody on a Zoom call like this. I've never met them before or whatever. And within 15 to 20 minutes, I am able to have them have an insight, a breakthrough to those things, to those lies, just by asking a series of questions like that. When I say those words and I say Colin Mitchell and I say, when I say fear, doubt and uncertainty, what comes to your mind? What honestly comes to your mind first? Not what you filter after you think about for a second, that those are the beginning of the lies. Mm. And, and, you know, I had a guy the other day say, um, I, I said that to him and he said to me, he goes, I'm not a good husband. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. And I was like, okay, he's, he's, you know, he's a business owner, but he's like, I'm not a good husband. I'm like, okay. So we dug into that. And one of the things that came out. And so is- I want to, I want to touch on that for a second, right? Because <clears throat> I think there's so many people that try to separate their personal life from their business life. Yeah. And you yeah. know, it's, it's all connected, I- Colin. It's, it's got to be integrated. It's got to be integrated. If your personal life is not in order, your yep. your professional life is going to suffer. If, you know, you're overcompensating in your professional life to try to, you know, uh, be a better husband, father, mother, you know, mother, whatever, um, the, you know, there's got to be a balance of, and, and some integration and it's all connected. And I think that's so important for 
people in general and, and, and sellers to understand um, that there's got to be some some integration there. So, Colin, let me finish that story without names. But um, so that came out. And then and then what came out further on the business side, Colin, was interesting is he's experienced a high turnover of salespeople. Mm. Well, it's the same lie that that is impacting him not doing a good job as a father and and as a husband, as leading his people. So we mm. had to replace that. And when we replaced that, it had a positive impact both in his family and leading his his organization in sales. Yeah. Wow. You see, you see, I mean that that's life changing. Like the guy's in in a joyful tears. He's like, oh my gosh. I can see now what I could never see before. Nobody's ever asked me that question. Mm-hmm. This change, this transformed my life. And it's, you were absolutely right, Colin. Everything we do is connected one way or another. And how yeah. I do one thing is how I do everything in my life. Yeah, and it's not just some linear path. Like, no. you just don't know. Like, no. you know, that example that you gave is is a great example of like, you know, having a high turnover sales team being the root cause of that being some fear and uncertainty and and around, you know, not being a good husband. Yeah. So, so, and, and I love this topic because, uh, it's, it's something I'm super passionate about and and I, I want more sellers to, to start to think about these sort of things that like, Okay, yeah, to be a better to be better in sales is not like sharpening up your closing skills or, you know, putting in more hours or being better at persuading people. Like it's personal work. You do the personal work, you're going to be a better version of yourself professionally and you're going to get that level of success that you're looking for, whether it's hitting quota or president's club or leading a team or maybe starting your own business. And, you know, and, and I believe every entrepreneur, the number one skill that they must master is sales, you know? And so if you're the entrepreneurial type, like getting some sales uh, experience and mastering that craft is the best thing that you can do before you, you know, try the entrepreneur journey. Um, and it's so important to understand that, like, the personal work comes first, and and then once that's done, that you know, which is not done, once you are invested in working on that, you know, you said you still sell yourself every day, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. it's a you're playing the long game on that on that. Uh, that's a long sales cycle. <laughs> you well, know, it's, it, it's- it's about delivering to myself and my life the best version. I want to show up today with Colin, for Colin, for what you're doing and create the best version, the best value, the best insight that I can for the most people. Mm-hmm. You know, serving, selling is really serving at the yeah. highest level, right? Yeah. But if I'm not serving myself first to fill the cup to actually be able to pour out and do that, and the cup has holes in it and it's mm. leaking, like those are lies, then I can't come on Colin's show and go, okay, I'm going to do the best possible version of myself so Colin and all of his people have this breakthrough so, so they can be the best version of themselves. That's, that's the goal. That's the dream. That's the vision I have for the next 30 years of my life. Like that's how 
I'm going to change the world from being a seven, or, you know, a seven-year-old kid that was told he was going to be a stupid janitor the rest of his life, to now having the ability to be on your show and influence the world. Yeah. Okay, that's the best version of me, Colin. Yeah. So sales hustlers, like, think Come about on. that for a second. What's the, what do you, what's the best version of you? Yes. What What do you, what do you want? What does success look like for you? You know, and there's no, the only thing holding you back from getting there is you. Yeah. Yes. And it's just, it's just a reframing of the mindset, right? And gives you that confidence that you need in order to be the best version of yourself and be comfortable with what that is. You know, a lot of times I know for my own personal journey, like, you know, I had to do a lot of personal work in order to have the level of you know, I would you know, success that I've had professionally. And a lot of it was just getting comfortable with who I am and yeah. being okay and being honest with that. You know, there was a lot of shame around some of the stuff. Like I didn't go to school. You know, I grew up with a single mom. We were, you know, dirt poor and grew up on food stamps and had a hard time paying the rent. Like that was my reality. And that was a part of me that I wasn't willing to really be honest or share with people about. And there was like sort of these things that I kept tight. And once I was, you know, kind of willing to just like, Hey, here's who I am. I'm totally comfortable with, with it. I don't regret any of those struggles because they've molded the person that I am today to have this sort of grit and confidence and drive, um, that I have to be able to, you know, have a life that's way better than I ever could have imagined. Mm. Wow. Wow. And that's the journey, right? And that's the journey that gives us confidence about tomorrow is that look where we come. I take clients all the time and I go, this is where you were. Mm -hmm. And now six months, a year, two years later, this is how far you've come because now you're committed to creating the best version of yourself and, and asking those hard questions and dealing with that and realizing the struggle. All the failures I had growing up, all the failures I had in business, I think I started 11 businesses in my 20s and 30s, they all failed. All of that now is this great amount of wisdom that I have. So people call, yeah. or they send me a question. And I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I've done that. Like, like yeah, I can, I can help yeah. you. Like this is, this is it because I failed so bad in so many ways. But the beauty of being a dyslectic is you learn to fail and move past it, learn from it, and go on very quickly. Because all of school was just about failing from one test, one grade to the next. Mm. Like, so being a salesperson is about rejection, right? It's about the nose. It's like go out there in the ocean of nose and get a bunch of nose to find a yes. Well, that's hard if, if you've never experienced what I call rapid failure. Yeah. But that's the greatest teacher. I, I wrote this whole thing and, and I wrote it, you know, failure is my teacher. And like failure is also how we identify uh, the lie and how we replace it with the truth. Right. That's that's so we don't want to run from that. We want to go, OK, you're going to teach me more than anything. Yeah. And what stops most salespeople the most is their fear of failure. Yeah. Or fear of getting no or rejection, like, but you're all kind of one in the same. And I love that you said that, you know, go, part of sales is like going out there in the ocean of no's to find that the yeses and even even the best people in sales still get no's and still fail and still make mistakes. And part of it is like, yes, so you get the confidence and you do the personal work, but you also got to you know, never stop learning. 
Yeah. Know? And you might be surprised of who you can learn from. I mean, um, I was, I saw Jeb Blunt, who's a you know super successful person in sales, just talk about how he made a mistake and lost a massive deal. Like yeah. th- that's the sort of stuff that salespeople need to hear. Like, oh, even the best of the best are still losing, that mm. are still making mistakes. And I had the pleasure of having um, an author of a book called Go For No, uh, Andrea, uh, on here. And it's like, the no is a, is if you if you change the the mindset of what you're going for, then it doesn't have to be a bad thing or it doesn't have to be a negative thing. Uh, I still haven't read the book, but I, I, it's it's on my list. Um, <laughs> but we had a great conversation, and I like to tell my folks and on my team is like the no is a good is a good thing, like great, you know. And there's two different types of no's when you're you know in in business or in sales in general, right? Like no with a good reason, like yeah. hey. You know, we have a 10-year contract. Nothing we can do here. Great. Yeah. That's yeah. a great thing. I can now take them off my list and, and refine that list to be more of, of a workable list of more possible yeses in there because I can take them off. Um, and then there's no without a good reason, which, you know, no without a good reason is there's still some opportunity there. <laughs> there's still a possibility of getting them to a yes at some point. And maybe it's just timing or, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more work, a little bit more nurturing, add some more value. And it might take some time to get to, to the yes. Um, when you, you know, Colin, when you, when you do, when you get the no, here's another thing. When you get the no and you're living out of a lie, the no is not only devastating and it not only slows mm. you down or stops you, but if you get the no and you're living out of the truth, the best version of yourself, you're, you're being self-aware, you're becoming uh, uh, more of the genius that you are. Here's what happens. You immediately think, okay. What's the follow-up, the follow-through? What's the next step with them? The no is temporary. The no is only lives in that moment. Mm-hmm. The no is never permanent until we're dead. Mm. Think about that, Colin. So if you come for your best version and you get a no, you're just like, okay, it's, that doesn't mean that means today. Now what's my fault? All 80% of sales are made after the first no, the second no, the third no, the fourth no, the fifth no. The people that succeed are the ones that go, okay, no means not now. And now I'm going to go forward because I have enough self-confidence. I know I'm worthy. I know that I have value and I've sold myself on myself and the product or the service. And then I can get, I can continue on. And I'm going to call them next week, next month, next year. And I'm going to end up getting that because I know who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The problem is, is when, People in sales are tying their self worth to yeah. the the, yeah. the deals that they're winning yeah. or closing yeah. or you know the yeses or the nos, mm-hmm. um, and that all feels that negative self talk that not they're good enough. The that, wrong score. Yeah, exactly. They're playing the wrong game. Scott, this is a amazing conversation. Tons of value in here for all the sales hustlers listening. Any final thoughts? Where can they you know, learn more about the stuff that you're working on? All that good stuff. Yeah. Um, um, I guess the final thought is, is that there pretty much for every one of us, there are lies that are holding us back from being the best version of ourselves, from getting the results we want, from making the progress that that we see, like you can taste it, you can feel it, mm. you can touch it, and and 
you know, we're here to help people uncover that and exchange that for the truth. Um, and so that's the passion. Um, and, and so out of that, what we're doing, Colin, and we want to do this for your people is, is I'm, uh, I'm giving an hour, mm-hmm. uh, a free hour with me one-on-one or with you and your sales team, whatever the situation, <clears throat> and taking people through the, the, the beginning of exchanging, identifying the lie, and starting to start that process of exchanging, just becoming aware of it is incredibly valuable for that day of, of sales calls. Yeah. You know, like, why am I lingering at lunch till one thirty? Like, why, why, is the I, fo- why does the phone feel like 100 pounds? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, why am I not clicking send on that email? For the seventh follow-up for the deal that I've been working on for two years, why am I hesitant to ask? You know, why am I not making today, you know, everything we work with our clients, today is a brave day. Mm. On a brave day, we do everything in our power within ourselves to do the most brave acts we can as salespeople. And it's amazing what happens in that day. Like the reports are like, woo, hey, this happened, that happened. I asked for it and I actually got it and I and I feel good about it. like I should have gotten it. Mm. But I've never asked. I've never fully go, okay, yes, I'm worth this. I've got to sell myself first and then go out and do the work. So we're at confidencecoach.org. There's a free uh, uh, link there for, for an hour with me, with your team, with you. Um, that's free. There's no strings attached. I will coach my hind end off for that hour so that you'll have a breakthrough. You'll have more confidence. You'll discover your lies and your truths. And we will serve the heck out of you. And uh, Colin, this has been a blast. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you so much, Scott. We will drop the link uh, in the show notes there for you sales hustlers. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and write us a review, share the uh, podcast with your friends. And as always, we're listening for your feedback. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sales Hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.